Hello and welcome to Culture Sex Relationships with me, Justin Hancock. Uh, this week is an advice episode where I respond to a listener's question. And I've already actually written this out as an advice article, which my patrons, patrons, patrons on Patreon have already received like a week or so ago. And uh, I've recorded an, uh, a an audio of this basically so I'm just reading out someone's question and then reading out my advice so that's why it's a bit shorter because I've got put a lot of thought into actually writing this out um, although I do stumble over the odd line here and there where I can't read my own writing even though it's on screen but anyway so as you can tell this is a quite a shambolic podcast but you know it's all good uh, if you have any questions you'd like to ask me then you can also send them to culturesexrelationships at gmail.com I give priority to people who are already patrons, though, if you would like to become a patron of the show and help me make these shows and help me uh, do all the interviews and do all the prep and, you know, paying someone to make a show, then please do pay me to make the show via uh, patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. Um, there are no ads, despite all of the dodgy kind of uh, invitations I get via email for people to advertise on here. I'm not doing that. Uh, but if you can pay for the labor I put into making these, that would be really great. Even just a pound a month would be absolutely fantastic. If everyone who listens to this episode gave me a pound a month, I'd be able to make it like two episodes a week, basically. This would be a proper job. Um, but anyway, okay, on with today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. And back next week for a discussion about Lacan. So, okay, try for now. <clears throat> I've never been able to orgasm. I feel like this touches on several issues at once. I'm AFAB, assigned female at birth, and have, not, and have had a lot of PNV, penis and vagina sex, like with at least 30 men. I've never been able to orgasm, either while masturbating or with someone. I had sex with another AFAB person for the first time recently and enjoyed giving her oral sex, but again, I didn't really enjoy her going down on me that much and I couldn't orgasm. I'm a bit of a loss as to what to do. And they describe themselves as a they, them, bi, I think, and non-binary. And I say, thanks for your excellent question. There are a lot of aggregated ideas about sex and bodies in your question, which I think would be useful to examine up close and to see how much we can see them shifting. The way that you refer to orgasms, the body and the self, could all be do could all do with being allowed to move more. Sorry, I can't read my own writing. Anyway, <laughs> orgasms. The most common sense view of orgasms is that they are an event we should seek to make happen when we have sex. I don't think this is either correct or helpful. Instead, I think it's better to try and think of orgasms as a set of affects. Here I want affects to mean notions of things happening in our bodies, a sign that we are affected by something. Later I'll talk about bodies and affects and complicate things further. It might be a tightening in the muscles around our middle, goosebumps, hair standing on the back of our neck, a noise, a big exhalation. If you gently pay attention, rather than closely monitoring, to what is happening in your body, as well as noticing them, you might also heighten some of these affects. These, this gentle noticing might work as a feedback loop, where goosebumps feed into muscles tightening, into hair standing on the back of your neck, into a big exhalation, into a noise, etc. You might notice that a lot of these affects are the same for different things. 
laughing, having a cry, feeling high when dancing, being in a meditative state, making eye contact with someone you don't know very well. We don't seek to make ourselves do any of these things, yet they give us much of the same deep pleasures, or jouissance, it's a kind of complicated word, we're going to cover this in a in uh, the next episode that we do, which is about Lacan. It's also no surprise that many people experience some of these things when they are having sex, and maybe orgasming too. So if you've experienced any of these things, you can probably experience the thing we call orgasm. It's just that we live in a society with much stronger rules about what an orgasm is, as opposed to what a laugh or a cry is. The body. Related to this is the focus that you bring to the body in your question. It seems to be aggregated around the genitals, which is understandable. However, orgasms don't happen in the genitals. I would argue they aren't even contained in the body, let alone in our pubic area. This is another one we can blame squarely on society, culture and sex education. Everything we are taught about them is that they are our sexual organs, either in sex-negative sex ed, where genitals are a site of shame, harm and reproduction, or in sex-positive sex ed, where genitals are a site of pleasure, sensation and non-reproduction, for example, 3D clitorises. The act of replacing one discourse with another means well, but ends up doing some of the same things which disconnect us from our body. When we separate our bodies off in this way, we disembody ourselves. We also do the thing of separating our mind from our bodies. Repeat after me, Descartes was wrong. Where the unruly body is controlled by the irrational, all-understanding mind. The history of the regulation of sexuality is this, that the body is bad and the mind is good. There is a logical and rational sex, and an unruly, pleasurable, sinful sex. This also happens to be both created and reinforced by the idea of the patriarchy, that men are the rational, unaffected ones, and that women are made to be affected by what the men do to them. This is why men don't make noise in porn and also keep their socks on. That's the one joke in this, so I hope you enjoyed that. The self. This knowledge of the sexual self also aggregates us as individuals with clear borders around the I and the other. Massive oversimplification, oversimplification of psychoanalysis alert. This I seeks or desires from this other what they might fu- that they might fulfil their lack. I'll repeat that again. So this I seeks brackets desires from this other capital O other <laughs> that they might fulfil their lack, the lack of the I. Perhaps you might have experienced this when you gave oral sex to someone. Maybe fulfilling their desire was fulfil- was fulfilling yours. When we see sex as a to and fro between two people with non-porous boundaries, then it's pretty common for one or both or all parties to have unsatisfactory sex. We see also when a separated off mind is making the body do things. So I'm also saying quite a complicated thing here, dear listener, um, about uh, Lacan's idea of the sexual non-relation. And we are going to get to that in the next episode that we do, an interview that um, we've just done about the book Event Horizon. So this is a complicated idea. Anyway, moving back to my advice. But another way of thinking about this, which I think fits well with sex, and certainly what you are describing, 
is to bring in the idea that ourselves don't exist in this way as individual units. Ourselves become in relation to another. Instead of thinking of yourself as being affected by another or someone who affects others, you can start to see an affective flow that is you and the other. This is that where it might start to be useful to see what else the body can do. And even seeing the body as happening in relation to the environment, memories, gender, social locations, lips, smells, bedsheets, sex education, and anything else we might bring. See also fantasy. We all bring all of these things and many more when we have sex or do anything as our bodies are in relation to and affected by all these things. It's why, for example, someone playing a particular song or saying a particular word or looking like someone we know can dramatically change the vibe. I've actually got a Teach Yourself Sex Ed module about this at Bish. Also, in the last podcast we did at the end of last year with Tina Sicker, we talked about this idea of new materialism or being post-human. So these are the kinds of ideas that I'm bringing in here, the idea of assemblages and rhizomes. So go back and listen to that episode. I'll probably plan some future episodes about this at some point as well because I think it's really interesting. Here's some actual practical advice. Consider not having sex. It's not a narrative that we hear very often about sex, But it's okay for you not to have sex, either with yourself as solo sex or with others. Millions of people experience asexuality and there are many different ways that people experience it. If this sounds like a fit for you, you might want to check out the very excellent Asexuality Visibility Network. That's at asexuality.org. I'll put a link to that in the bio. Bio? You know, in the description. There are many different ways of experiencing enjoyment, intimacy, and even the erotic. We make a mistake to assume that the erotic is to do with genitals and and orgasms. It's not even sex, or not even necessarily sex. To quote from Audre Lorde, and in her amazing essay, The Uses of the Erotic, Another important way in which the erotic connection functions is the open and fearless underlining of my capacity for joy. In the way my body stretches to music and opens into response, hearkening to its deepest rhythms, so every level upon which I sense also opens up to the erotically satisfying experience, whether it's dancing, building a bookcase, writing a poem, examining an idea. This expanded and deterritorialized version of the erotic, what else the erotic can be, might allow you to experience something akin to more of the orgasms in or Let me read that again. The, this expanded and deterritorialized version of the erotic, what else can the erotic be, might allow you to experience something akin to or more than orgasms in all aspects of your life. That is the jouissance we were talking about earlier. Again, jouissance here I'm kind of saying extraordinarily pleasurable in the way that Audrey Lord was talking about. That is, not everyone agrees that that is what jouissance means. Again, we're going to come to this when we do the episode on Lacan, which is going to be next week's episode or the next episode that happens. So, and so that jouissance is an enjoyment which goes beyond simple satisfaction, but might also be overwhelming, chaotic, cathartic, messy, subversive, destabilizing. 
So if you can find other ways to experience this in other aspects of your life, for example, by going dancing, sitting in the sun, seeing funny comedy, going on a roller coaster, connecting with art, it might also open up things for your sex life. If you're wanting to explore what else can my sex life do, I would consider breaking down a lot of the binaries and borders and scripts for sex. This involves looking at sexual acts, memories, experiences at a molecular level. A moment by moment appreciation of everything that is present in the room, outside of the room, in fantasy or in the conscious and in between. So instead of thinking of a set of PIV experiences or I gave them oral and they received oral, maybe think about how each one of those things played out in moments. What might, make, what might we sense? What might be going on in our bodies? What sounds might we make? If you were able to experience intense pleasure from sex, how might that look to another person? How would you respond to how they looked at you? What would happen next? Of course, in order for us to be able to access this moment by moment, ever unfolding and becoming sexual eroticism, we need, we need other things in play. As Tina Sicker talks about in her book, Sex, Consent and Justice, see that podcast episode, go back in your feed and find it. We have to have in place some tools which embrace a pleasure and care-centered ethic of embodied and relational sexual otherness, i.e. good consent practices. It's hard to enjoy anything if we're not having our freedom to choose and to be maximized for us as much as possible. The care work, the labor of love involved in having enjoyable sex, no matter how casual, is too often disavowed. Care work, like other feminized work, is stigmatized, demeaned, and made not sexy. The slowness, softness, allowance of vulnerability, sharing that care brings is demeaned. In its place, hardness, excitement, desire, passion, and performance are idealized in sex and society at large. Our sex education, both sex negative and sex positive, completely Wait, we're in here. Oh yeah, so our, our sex education, both sex negative and sex positive, completely fails in giving us the tools to do this. Of course, this disavowal of feminized labor is something which might be true for a lot of men because the rules of masculinity demand it. So this means communicating about dislikes, paying attention to the vibe and effective communication affective communication so that is paying attention to the body what our bodies are doing in your question you say that you are able to enjoy giving in a way that you wouldn't enjoy receiving this might be something you could just make explicit and speak about with any potential partners i've written about that at my website for young people but for old people too again i'll put a link in that in the descriptor but try to bring the same micro-level curiosity to this as I've been talking about before. Can you tune into your body and notice your breath, how your muscles may tense or relax, any tingling sensations? The kind of body scan that people are encouraged to do through yoga or mindfulness practices might be really useful here. The truth about sex is that we don't have to be receiving sex in order to be enjoying it. It is possible to experience very intense enjoyment from giving, or neither giving nor receiving, if we have the right vibes. Freud talks about polymorphous perversity, which is where any parts of our body might be sources of sexual pleasure. 
and various studies show and anecdotal experience tells us that people can experience orgasm from no touch at all which takes us back to the possibilities of what else the sexual body can do if we can learn everything that we've been taught about the body orgasm and ourselves and that's it shorter than usual because as you can see i've written this out that makes the whole thing much more precise and shorter i'm not really rambling other episodes might be a bit more rambly you know who knows it's my podcast i'm allowing it to become if you have any questions that you would like to me to answer in this level of depth and care then please do send me an email culture sex relationships at gmail.com and um yeah so or actually you can also use the contact page if you want to at megjohnandjustin.com remember this podcast is just me now but if you want to send it via a contact page you can megjohnandjustin.com and just the contact page on there okay so please do consider uh becoming a patreon if you are already a patreon thank you so much for your support uh, if you want to buy some uh, zines to help you with your sex and relationships life, uh, Meg John and I have some um, make your own user manual zines, which you can buy for uh, for two pound fifty each for uh, an instant download um, at our website megjohnandjustin.com forward slash publications. Also, a lot of this stuff I've covered in today's uh, episode, um, you might find. Uh, well, a lot of this isn't in the book, but that you might find if you have problems similar to this. Um, and you want to think more deeply about your own sex life and think about, for example, uh, mismatching sexual desires or your relationship to your own uh, sex life or to be able to talk about the different things you may or may not want, you might want to try uh, the book that Meg John and I wrote, uh, A Practical Guide to Sex, which is out on Icon Books. That used to be called Enjoy Sex How, When, and If You Want To. Now it's called A Practical Guide to Sex. And again, go to megjohnandjustin.com forward slash publications to find that. And uh, that is it. Okay, thanks. Bye.